0: Monday Night Football Now play those damn notes!
1: I was like... Bang! That was good that was, that was awesome Yeah I'm blind There's logic there We're all coming to stop shit Really? Batman That boy's got the juice His name what? It's your name no. It's your name yeah. <laughs> Oh god for another edition of the Not For Long podcast. Thank you for joining us for our Monday Night Football Recap and our Thursday Night Football Preview. I am your humble host with the most who-believes-in-ghosts, Cameron Gates, joined by only singular podcast Padre this lovely afternoon. I am joined by producer extraordinaire Evan The Wolf. How are you, man?
0: I'm good, man. I'm uh, sad that we're missing Benny, but I mean, look, we're going to be Mike and the Mad Dog style in it. That's what we're doing right now. Just oh, little uh, Gator and Wolfing it up.
1: <laughs> gator and Wolfing it up to to the best of friends that you never envisioned happening. But geez, imagine if you met a Gator and a Wolf that were working in tandem. I mean, that'd be a pretty scary. Yeah,
0: you know, one takes the ocean and one takes the fucking land. They would rule,
1: rule. They would rule the world. But as we said, it's the it's our Monday Night Football recap, and what a game that we were able to witness. Not the game that a lot of people probably envision. Not the game that Baltimore fans definitely uh, had envisioned. Kansas City go into Baltimore. The Chiefs now 3-0, 34, defeat the Baltimore Ravens 20. The Ravens fall to 2-1 off an historically poor performance from Lamar Jackson. Failed to reach 100 yards passing, 15 of 28 for 97 yards and a touchdown. He ran for 83 yards. He looked awesome out the gate. But apart from that, uh, the opening drive, a couple of drops from Marquise Brown. Mark Andrews dropped hard but catchable balls, and that was all she wrote. Kansas City got the ball and did Kansas City things, went straight down the field. Patrick Mahomes looked as good as ever. He targeted, pretty sure it was 13 different receivers or something like that. Absolutely flawless. He had 280 yards at the half, finished with 385 and four touchdowns. Evan, let me start with you. You picked Baltimore in this game. How did you find Lamar Jackson and 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 the Baltimore's passing game?
0: Oh, there was a lot of dropped passes for one, I, I, and and I'll just start there. Like Mark Andrews had, he dropped a lot of passes, and and I, look, it sucked to me because he's in my fantasy team, and I won't talk about that. But he he dropped a lot of passes, dropped a touchdown, but he just this this Ravens offense. I said last week that you know they need to have a bit a bit of a better passing game especially coming up against the chiefs who can whack you basically any way you turn and they couldn't get it going uh, what I kind of said also happened in reverse where I said about the chiefs getting pressured from the Ravens defense actually it happened the opposite way that the chiefs actually got pressure on Lamar Jackson because they had four sacks. They couldn't get anything going when the, he had time and then he didn't have time, you know, when no, he, was getting he didn't pressured. have
1: time. There was one place significantly too, that um, Lamar Jackson didn't even look to, for the ball downfield. Um, he, he was actually had given more time than he thought, but he immediately tucked and run and, And his eyes were looking and he was looking to make a play with his feet. That's a credit to the pressure that Kansas City were able to put on him. I mean, that was my biggest takeaway from this game, is just how good um, Kansas City looked on defense. I mean, they were doing it with guys that you haven't heard of, guys from other teams' practice squads and that sort of thing. They even suffered a couple of injuries to the game. You're talking about Rashad Fenton, Tedrick Thomas, Ben Neimanen, Neiman, like these are Ch- Chavarius Ward. These are guys in the Kansas City secondary and in their defense that are that are expected to make big plays. And these are the guys that are that are lining up on the likes of Hollywood Brown and, and J.K. Dobbins and Mark Indrum, expecting to come up and make tackles to Mark Indrum in the box. And, and to their credit, I mean, to Baltimore's credit, their running game did Baltimore's running game things. I mean, they looked awesome. But Kansas City were like, okay, they'll give you that. They'll let you get your yards. But they just let them get... Nothing in the air, absolutely nothing. It, when we when now, when we flip it to Baltimore's de- defensive side of the ball, you you brought it up last week brilliantly. So, even that Baltimore Blitz—they are one of the highest-rated blitzing teams in the league. They and they they kept doing that to Patrick Mahomes on Monday Night Football, and Patrick Mahomes went like nine for nine, two touchdowns against the Blitz. Like he did, mm. they needed to mix it up. It definitely wasn't working, but they had no idea what what the Chiefs were going to do. Um The yeah. Chiefs u- utilized screen plays really well early, which I think is a great way to. Minimalize the effect of a really aggressive defense. And then, as I said, Baltimore was simply guessing after that. And the big play to me was not, not not a lot of time left in the second half. And Kansas City had a third and 12. Baltimore sent the house and, and Mahomes sent, dropped an absolute bomb to Mecole Hardman for the touchdown yep. just before the half. And to me, that was fitting. That was like, okay, that's where this game is done. Baltimore just a guessing they don't have the the right read on what Patrick Mahomes is going to do that, what the chiefs are going to do. And I just love the the continuity that the chiefs offense have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are just working as well as anyone in the league right now as a, a head coach uh, quarterback combo. And they are just unstoppable. I mean, they can do, they can do what they want. I don't know if you caught the play. Do you, you remember the play where Patrick Mahomes pump faked? I forget who it was out of his shoes, but he did a jump pass, a jump fake pass and throws mm, yes. the Baltimore defender who they, they would been in a double team clear for a sack. And he jumped mm. the defense and then gets out of the pocket, s- swings his hips around and just flicks his wrist. I mean, it's they made the call on the on the commentary team that it's backyard football. There is no defense for that. And I think yeah, Kansas no. City, uh, Clyde Edwards. E Lair, as the as the commentary kept emphasizing. I guess his name isn't Halire; it's Clyde Edwards E Lair. Um, he was really good. It just looked like two different teams out there. And I mean, I'm not saying this is the be all and end all for Baltimore. I think they're still going to be um one of the teams that is in the thick of it at the end. But speaking of the being in the thick of it at the end, this game could be critically important. As you you were harping on in the off season, Evan, how. Important it is for now that this there's only one team getting a buy and that the number one overall seed is critically important. So this game almost works for two. Not only does it put Kansas City a game ahead of Baltimore, but it gives them the tiebreaker that if they were to finish with the same record, that Kansas City would get the, the week off and the home field. So this game, vitally important. And Kansas City, again, just on the road to do what they did to Baltimore. Obviously, there were no fans in the stadium. But, man, I continue to be impressed by this Chiefs team. Um, I said it on last week's preview show that there isn't going to be a week that Patrick Mahomes is healthy and I won't pick the Kansas City Chiefs to win, and I think yep. this has just proven that thinking. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to come up with that sort of analysis, but that's proved true right now, especially with the result of this game.
0: With, especially with this game, and I just wanted to quickly touch back on this before moving on. But no, of course. Yeah, they. Baltimore's defense just couldn't get off the field as well. They let too many third downs go. They just – they. Could not get a stop on Patrick Mahomes, and that was. I, and I agree with your point 100 percent. That they were just blitzing too much. They were just trying the same thing, and it just wasn't working. You need to mix it up, and and then when when Lamar got the ball, like again, it's just the same thing. He he, he was either he was either running too much or he got pressured too much, and it, and it just nothing changed. And I, I really think that's where that game was was won and lost. Was that nothing changed for Baltimore? and and Kansas City and and they in the commentary even mentioned it that in the last game Kansas City jumped out to a 17 point lead and they they couldn't come back. They couldn't catch the Chiefs, mm, and that's no. what they couldn't allow. And they did in the second quarter. The Chiefs scored twenty one points,
1: and, and in the third quarter, to, to your point, Evan, it's a great point that nothing felt like just felt like nothing was giving, nothing was changing. Mm. In, in in most weeks, um, uh, the Kansas City fumbled the ball in um in their own territory, giving Baltimore back. Uh, the ball closer to midfield, maybe not exactly midfield, but closer to midfield. And then you think, finally, this is the this is the momentum. This is the the momentum that Baltimore needed, and they and they drove the ball down the field. But then Kansas City just said, "Bam, bam, bam." Thank you for coming. And again, I said they were one of the more complete teams in the league last year. I think now a team like the Green Bay Packers might be a little bit more complete overall. Unless I want to preface that by saying, unless the the Kansas City defense can do what they did again. To, to the teams coming up that they have because they just did it to a Baltimore Ravens outfit that, I mean, they completely neutralized the passing game. They didn't get it 100 yards. that's This is some Kirk Cousins-level shit that the Kansas City Chiefs put on the Baltimore Ravens. They bullied them with guys that I said that you'd think would be working at your local subway. Like, they are just they are just awesome. And I think it's a big thing for the continuity between Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and just that whole coaching staff. And as we said, returned 20 out of 22 starters or something like that on both sides of the ball. And, and it's just awesome. Yeah, no, it's just next man up mentality for Kansas City. And and again, I don't expect this this performance out of the defense every single week. But if they can get even a close resemblance to this, I don't see them losing many games at all. And I mean, look at these targets. Kelsey had seven, Hardman had six, Hill had six, Alaire had six, Watkins had eight, and then there was one, two, three, four, five, six other blokes who had two to one targets. I mean, Mahomes is just delivering the ball on a platter to anyone and everyone who's willing to find it. And you can tell he's not just he's not just burning blokes. on on their first read it's he's going to his progressions he's looking at his second and third reads and then his dump offs to Clyde Edwards alaire are even elite because he gets it there in a half a second and and then Edwards alaire has time to you know set up a move and make a defender or two miss so they just have so few negative plays they're just they're just awesome to watch and this is a big step for them claiming the number one seed in the in the AFC which they, they didn't have last year and look it proved it proved not to be the biggest deal in the world but they they did have the bye which helped and um But man, this Kansas City Chiefs awesome team. Look, Baltimore—they're going to be fine. But um, Kansas City's going to be a bit better. But um, any any final thoughts, man?
0: Yeah, I do. That's the other thing, and 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 we mentioned this last week, and I think we'll mention it for the rest of the season. Especially if Baltimore and Kansas City have the same record, and and we you know we do say, oh, Kansas City won the two. I I reckon everyone at that point would have said, then we more so than already we wish that that game was later on in the season because you know, both teams would have been coming into it with so much mm. momentum. And, yeah, they had so much – they had momentum, you know, they were both 2-0, two, two but so much momentum coming forward. And, you know, it's the, it's the battle of the juggernauts in the AFC basically, you know, and
1: mm. – it's Which it still was, which it still was to a point, but I completely agree with what you're saying, man. And, um, so, well, that's actually a really nice transition into Thursday night football, I mean – Evan, it's a, it's a first-world problem when we're complaining about the quality of the game that we're getting, not being further down the season when the next game we're going to review Thursday night football.
0: We went from one of the best games in the, in the NFL this year to, uh, on paper, the worst.
1: Obviously, we are talking about the 0-3 Denver Broncos going to East Rutherford MetLife Stadium to take on the 0-3 New York Jets. Brett Ripien will be getting the start over Jeff Driscoll, the undrafted rookie out of Boise State in 2019. uh, Saw absolutely zero action. Was on the practice squad all of last year. Practice squad this year as well. Promoted to the active roster after the Drew Locke injury. The Denver Broncos already not sold on Jeff Driscoll with the signing of Blake Bortles, but he's too raw to throw in. Um, So now we see Brett Ripien getting the start on Thursday night football Evan, I don't even know if you've got it loaded, but where's the what, 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 wow on this motherfucker? I mean, this is,
0: we don't need to go too
1: long on this. I mean, you've got the Adam Gase, you've got the Adam Gase uh, factor going back to Denver.
0: Where the fuck is the watchability in this game? We've got Sam Darnold throwing picks out of the gate last game. We've got Adam Gase now should, should be getting he's crucified. The the he's state. gone. He's gone.
1: He's, he's gone. He's he, gone, he's hang gone. Hang on, we know hang
0: he's on. gone. I'm not done yet. We, there's, there's no Lev Bell. No Jamison Crowder. The, the Jets' defense is just abysmal. Then on the Broncos side, you've, you've got no Philip Lindsay. You've got no Drew Locke. You've got no Courtland Sutton. What What am I watching in this game? Honestly, at this point, why am I even, besides that it's on Thursday night with no other games and there's nothing better to watch, why, why am I watching this game? You took my one answer, man. It's, the, it's a Thursday night football and there's nothing
1: else on. There's nothing maybe, else on it. Committed. Maybe they
0: planned this to happen. Maybe they planned it and thought, fuck, oh, no one's going to watch that, that Broncos-Jets game if we put it on the Sunday. Fuck it, oh, put it on the Thursday know, game. Man. Everyone will watch it then.
1: I don't know, man. You also missed out on the fact, like, no Jerrell Casey for the Broncos, no Von Miller who, who's who been out from the start hmm. of the season for the Broncos. I mean, this this game is a oh. bunch of ham and eggers and, you know, I said Kansas City were doing it with blokes you thought it, you thought it worked at Subway. Well, these these are guys you think are working at your local servo. So these are just – these are guys that are cleaning Beyond- the windshield for, for a dollar coin at your, at your local traffic lights. I mean, this is just – For a ham sandwich. Th- what, what I will say is is if you really want to – I mean, if there's anything to look at, to me – it's because Sam Donald's going to get another pass. I mean, he was bad last week. He was he was, he was was outright bad. But he's going to get a pass because of the situation that he's put in. But I don't think this Denver Broncos team, this isn't some vaunted defense that that the, the New York Jets can't move the ball on if they had, you know, even just a couple of more weapons to their disposal. I mean, but again, on the opposite side, the New York Jets defense is literally one of the worst accumulative pieces um, units on a football field I've ever seen, but that's regardless of that point. What do we think this first game undrafted rookie from last year, Brett Ripkin's, Brett Ripkins going to do? I mean, I don't, I have absolutely no read on this game, nor do I really care to have a read on this game. I mean, I, you know me, I'm the lover of football, whether it be bad, good, or or somewhere in the middle. But this man, this is testing, um, this is testing the passion and the love of 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 the game for even a diehard like me. I mean, this is just. This is Yuck City. This is Yuck City. I ain't watching the, I'm definitely ain't watching this live, which I usually do when it's a primetime game or at least you know watch it the whole the whole version. I'm I'm putting this on in condensed version and I'm hoping there's some as you said the, the watchability factor is is not a hard zero
0: on this one, but um Can I answer you a question, Cameron? Yeah, man. Look, and and this is a very early question season and I don't and I don't want you to read into it any more than I am. But Of course. I, I I'm just look, you know, the Jets are having a very troubled season and they could well end up if they keep going and they, keep, if they lose more people. I know people where you going with this. Yep. If they get the number one pick, mm-hmm. now Adam Gase is gone. I'm sorry. I have no faith in Adam Gase anymore. I did. I gave him a pass for last year, right? I have there was no excuse now. See, sorry. what's so There's funny none.
1: is you gave him a pass, but gave Dan Quinn the sack. That's, that's absurd, but go on.
0: But my, my point is, is that uh, where are we on the, on the Sam Dunn experience? And if the Jets get the number one pick and Sunshine sitting there, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I know you're gonna stop beautiful. me. I, no, I, I no, no. believe. I, and just before you say something, I believe that the Jets Sunshine. would trade out of that spot. And I know it's super early in the season, but I just, I, are we done with Sam Donald? Are we? I what, what,
1: would disagree with what you just said. I think it was beautifully presented, Evan, and I love where your mind's at because my mind's at a very similar similar junction with the Sam Donald experience. I think. The New York Jets are one of the worst teams in the league and they get a chance to Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. And, and that's their guy with the new coaching staff. We know how often, you know, we say it all the time that a new coaching staff and a new front office and a new GM or something like that. They want to draft their guys. They want to pick their guys. They want to lose their guys, not with a not with someone that, that was inherited. And I mean, Sam Darnold, look, I, he's going to get a pass because of how woeful the, the Jets are, which is sort of fair. But at the same time, he has to show something to, to to warrant keeping him. Last week he was awful. He seems to have regressed. But Adam Gase was to, was the guy brought in to to make Sam Darnold good and to make the New York Jets. Well, to make the New York Jets good, but, but I'm sorry, but for, it was for the development of Sam Darnold. So he Adam Gase is out. And I think, to answer your question, I think the Jets, if they have a really bad like 2-14, and 14, which we were just playing the, the win-loss game with them before, apart from the two divisional games against the Dolphins, what's their, ne- what's their next most winnable game? You've got the Chargers, you've got the Browns, which I think are two far better uh, units overall than, than the New York Jets. So I don't see many wins on the schedule, I should say. So to answer your question... I actually reckon they train Donald and I reckon they clean house. I, I just reckon they do. If, if one of those new guys is sitting there, why don't you just go, oh, man, let's completely lean into this rebuild. Let's get another pick for Donald and let's build around our new future in, in, in a Lawrence or a Fields. I truthfully believe that'll that'll happen.
0: And not only that, but they've also got that those two first-round picks from Seattle now as well. And I'm glad that Seattle's departed with them because we never pick anyone good on, on the Seattle <laughs> side. Or, you know... Like if they have, if they get the number one pick, and you know Trevor Lawrence is not their guy, or they choose to stick with standard, just trade out, and they've got a bounty of picks there. Look, I don't know, but like, let's just let's just get this over and done with. Yeah,
1: look, look, we're, we're, we're forecasting too quickly. We've talked about this yeah. long enough. Let's let's actually first off, before we get the magic eight ball, um, we got to give mm-hmm. we've got to give our picks. I'll, I'll tip the cap now. Ben has actually gone with the Jets. Um, he's having a bit of fun with it. Benny and the Jets. Yes, I know it's too perfect, isn't it? But, ah, oh, look, all that being said about how woeful the Jets are and how bad Adam Gase is, you have an undrafted second-year player that you've signed off your practice squad out of a necessity due to injury and the unviability of your previously scheduled backup quarterback in Jeff Driscoll so much so that you signed Blake Bortles, who is, who would be the best quarterback for, that they have just isn't ready to go yet. Man, I know the Jets don't have anyone, but I, give me the, I can't believe I'm doing this, but give me the Jets in an absolute stinker. I'm regretting it already, but I I, I too like Ben will we'll go the Jets. Evan, where are you leaning?
0: Um, I don't know, because coming into this game, I actually thought that Blake Bortles addressed when the school starting. <laughs> I actually don't know. Um, I am going, I know, I'll still go with them. I'm going to go with the Broncos, yeah. I think. That, you, that
1: You're making the right call, man.
0: There is, there is the only thing that I'm like, I remember in the advertisement leading up to this game of Thursday night football, they were like, it's Sam Donald versus Bradley Chubb. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> really? Like, that's the catch that we're going with. Oh, I'll take the Broncos. Fuck it. Why not? I mean, Why not?
1: Now, look, yeah, I look. I, man, Do you man.
0: imagine what would be the worst thing is if this comes out to a tie? Like oh, no one oh, even wins.
1: Evan, how dare you bring up ties? We were just about to, d- to death the week previous. Please let it end like that. All oh, right, let's come on, let's get this over with. I don't know and I don't care if I'm being completely honest. I'm going to watch this because I'm just a sucker for Fuck. anything that the league does. And
0: You you know what you are? You're a sucker for football. Oh, That's
1: it. I am, I am. Now it's time. Mr. Magic 8 Ball. Do the Jets, oh my, I can't even, I'm, I don't, I'm choosing not to word it like that. <laughs> Mr. Magic A4. Too
0: much pressure on the Jets, come on. Yeah,
1: kid. will Brett Ripien win his first start as an NFL quarterback?
0: Chances aren't good. Oh, oh but, uh, so he's gone.
1: The Jets. So Evan is lone wolfing a game in which he is picking the team that is playing against the New York football Jets. I mean, to prove we. <laughs>
0: that is a very lone. Wow.
1: <laughs> I know. That is a very lonely wolf. Um, but to, to project to. To say that the football gods don't don't give us their best and show us their worst in back-to-back games, we have Kansas City, Baltimore, followed up by Brett Ripkin's Broncos against Sam Darnold's lifeless Jets. Oh boy, oh boy! <laughs> and on that very melancholy note, that'll do us for this week's podcast. Look out for our week three r- recap and our week four preview ahead coming out later this week. But for now, Evan, that was fun. At least the first Uh, week. Everyone, just
0: just (laughs) make Thursday night your drinking night because you're going to need it. Get yourself a big, big glass of whiskey just to take it all in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Lube yourself up before that one. That's all I'm going to say. And on that note, on that note, for your podcast producer extraordinaire, Evan the Wolf, how I am your humble host, Cameron Gates, not joined by Benny Harrison this time, but we love ya. We love you. Thanks for listening and go Jets. We'll see you later.